0: Welcome in, everybody, to the PHNX Suns post-game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe over you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Gerald Borgay and Espo. And gentlemen, unfortunately, the Suns did not get things done tonight. They fell to the Washington Wizards, 127-102. And I'll be honest, there's a lot of people in the chat who are ready to burn it all down. <laughs> Where do you guys stand on this loss?
1: Look, we're here. This is therapy. We'll get through this together. It's gonna take a lot of, uh, a lot of grieving as a group, uh, a lot of coming together. There may be some hugs, uh, at least virtually. Uh, it'll be okay. Uh, now and for the next four weeks. Uh, playoffs may not be uh, be okay, but every everything else will be okay, all right?
2: Shit. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I understand that this was the second night of a back-to-back. They got into D.C. at 4 in the morning, and they have a ton of guys out. Like, we can't ignore the fact that they're missing their best player. They're missing their fourth or fifth best player with Cam Johnson. Jay Crowder's at home. They've got all these guys out. But at the same time, what's disappointing to me is last game was their best win of the season because they were shorthanded and they brought that energy, that effort. They set the tone defensively. They were crashing the boards. They were tough at keeping their opponent out of the paint. And then tonight, there just wasn't that same focus, that same energy. And again, I don't want it to seem like this is some terrible loss because there were a lot of first circumstances like the back-to-back and whatnot. But like it, it's disappointing because they had two games where they strung together really nice competitive performances, and then they play the worst team of the three and submit their worst performance. That's that's hard to swallow when they were kind of showing signs like, okay, we're getting back to our identity, and tonight really wasn't it.
1: Yeah, I I don't look you the offense. You know there were there were stretches where it, it looked good uh, there there was some effort at times. I just, again, you're (laughs) shorthanded you're, you're, you're on a tail end of a back-to-back. I don't know. I don't know what you expect from, uh, from this group uh, in general right now as you know, outside of DA who showed up tonight, at least offensively. Uh, I, I don't know what else you're expecting. I mean, Chris Paul is in traction in terms of basketball terms. He's just trying to keep the career uh, pulse uh, beating, you know, and uh, and you've got a bunch of bench guys playing. I, I I can't do anything but laugh at this point because I don't know what what any of these guys are supposed to do. Uh, you know, like do we really expect a Wayne Washington Jr. to be the hero every night? I just there's there's
2: no there's just it's-
1: not a lot here.
2: I know, but 127 points to the 22nd ranked offense in the NBA. Like, we can talk about missing shots or tired legs or stuff like that, but like, they came out and did the same thing they've done the last four games before this, which was give up an 8 0 run or fall behind 15 4 in the opening minutes. They've got to stop letting teams hit first and dictate the tempo. Like, I know, but they did that
1: last night too. It wasn't any different.
2: And they fought back and they did it again tonight and then they wilted at the end of the third quarter. Like I I just I have a hard time with saying like, okay, we see flashes and we should just be okay with the flashes. I know that they're shorthanded. I know that they're tired and whatnot, but like this is the Wizards, man. Like it's not gonna get any easier. They've got Toronto on Friday, they've got Cleveland, Brooklyn, New York coming up. Like, this is the tough part of the schedule, and I know it's the second night of back-to-back, but, like, the Wizards are the worst team they're going to see for a while. So this this feels like a missed opportunity, and they could not stop them all game long. Like, it, it was a problem.
0: My biggest beef with all of this is that, I, I said it last night, too, Even even in the win, you're making this a part of your identity, this coming out flat, allowing teams to get up on you, sometimes by double digits, and then trying to dig your way out. And then you find bursts of energy late in the second and in the third quarter, and then you just completely wilt. Like, there, it, I don't know what's being said pregame or if anything is being said pregame. I'm not going to go as far as to say that Monty and the coaching staff need to be fired. But I will say they need to figure out, they need to have a come-to-Jesus moment. I understand it's a back-to-back. They got in at 4 a.m. I've seen these guys get in late on back-to-backs and still play with energy the next day. And regardless, we're talking specifically about today's game, but what about yesterday's game? What about Christmas game? What about the game before that? Like, what are the excuses as far as coming out flat for those games? Like, I'm okay with making excuses for the team when they are valid. And yes, a back-to-back getting in at 4 a.m. is valid. But this isn't the only night we saw that happen. And that's what's frustrating to me is that, like, I understand that we are shorthanded. We are down so many of our key players. So we're tapping into a bench who should, in theory, then have some energy, right? Right? Am I wrong? These guys are playing double the minutes they're playing, that they've been playing all season. So shouldn't they have some pent-up energy they're ready to get out and release? Or they're so not
1: used to playing that that you're just brutting them into the ground because you're playing them additional minute. I don't look when the Suns go down early in a game, it's because the other team has more talent on the floor. I mean, that's just to me the simple reality of this. This Suns lineup that they ran out there to start this game wasn't as talented as the five that the Wizards ran out there to start this game. And Corey it's just, Kispert. It's actually, <laughs> what aren't the Wizards starting Corey Kispert? Like, I, okay. I the Suns started Jock Landell. I love Jock, but I mean, we're talking the same crap here. Torrey Craig. I mean, you're you're starting third stringers in, in some cases here. The Suns aren't as, as talented. I get the anger. I get the frustration. I want this team to win too, but the reality is they don't have good players right now out there outside of D.A. McHale and CP3. It's the Wizards. Who do the Wizards have? The like, Wizards have so- Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, Kuzma. And, and Rui Hachimura apparently decided that he was that's- so slidey by James Jones.
2: Yes, that's my point. You're <laughs> getting worked by Rui Hachimura. Like, what does that say? Okay, D.A. and Mikhail, they both played great in my opinion. D.A. obviously was the best player on the floor for the Suns tonight. But that's not ideal that you're coming out. If you have D.A. who's capable of going off for 31 and you're coming out flat, if you have Mikhail Bridges who's going to facilitate the way that he did tonight, And initiate some offense and score okay his shot fell off later in the game like where is that at the beginning you you have two top 10 picks on your team two cornerstones and you can't come out fly like that and defensively you can't do it either
1: but we need to stop acting like those guys are are going to turn into stars da is going to be a a maybe a borderline number two on On some teams, McHale is not an offensive force. He's a guy that you should basically pencil in as a really good defender and a guy that's going to be hit or miss offensively. This is expectations that I think are too high for these guys at this point. I'm just coming to reality. It's not as talented as a roster as we want to believe it is. And when you get this many injuries, it becomes significantly less talented. The Wizards, though.
0: Yeah, I (laughs) I get it. Right now, the Suns are at that level. Like, let's not. Yes, they are. Saw them beat the Grizzlies by twenty last night, and they made the game against Denver really exciting. Like, I, I'm not on this camp. I get that we're playing second and third stringers for this team, but I'm not going to go as far as to say that the Suns team that we have with at least those three main players, Chris Paul, Mikael Bridges, and Da are worse than the Washington Wizards. Okay, but I'm the team... i not going with, that far. The, this Suns team that had more players a week and a
1: half ago when they played the Wizards at home, guess what? Lost to the Wizards, 113-110. Now they had less talent tonight, and they lost. I'm not that shocked here. I'm I not mean, saying
0: I'm shocked, but you're going to tell me that even on last the last time these two teams met, when they had more players on the court, that they're worse than the Wizards? Or are they playing like garbage nope. for whatever reason that's going on behind the scenes? You're not. You're going to tell me they are worse than the Wizards. <laughs> right now, oh.
1: I think with the ple- a depleted roster, they, on especially on a back-to-back, yeah, they're not as good as the Wizards right now. This team has problems, most of them being the fact that they have five guys who are five of their more talented out injured. DA did everything he could tonight he had no running mate chris paul did what he could running on fumes with a calf that was was bruised i don't if you don't have your bench guys step up and play otherworldly like they did last night and have eight guys in double figures you're not going to compete right now it's just the it's just i, I you know we've got man rock 77 saying I'm, i've lost it
0: it's look, okay, Espo. I got people asking me what I'm talking about, so we're winning. <laughs> Everyone's
1: look, mad just, at
0: us. Yay! I,
1: I get that, you know, maybe, maybe the, the thing here is we felt like the effort could have been more tonight, and I could agree with that in, in certain areas, but what happens when you're tired, when you run down on a back-to-back? Effort becomes less because that's one of the first things, energy-wise, that goes out the window. You start to rely on the talent that that you have rather than the effort because you're you're burned out energy-wise.
2: I get it, but this team is not fucking twenty-five points worse than the Washington fucking Wizards. I'm never going to s- prescribe to that, and I'm the person that's been saying all along: Da isn't a number two, Mikael isn't a number two. So, like, I've been here but I am not going to say that they are that bad to where they're getting schlacked by the Wizards in the first five minutes of the fucking game. Like, that is ridiculous. Even on a second night of a back-to-back, even with guys out, the defense has to travel, and that is not what traveled tonight. They were giving up 66% shooting, like, through the first quarter and a half. The defense hasn't been here all month. But that's the thing, is it showed up the last two games, and they proved they can still do it. And that's why this loss is frustrating, because they went right back to what they had been doing For the last majority of the month, which is not locking in defensively, not setting the tone on that end, not playing physical. They let them score 60 points in the paint. The Wizards scored 60 points in the paint on them tonight. Like Those are things that you have to be able to do, even on the second night of back-to-back, even with guys out, and especially against the Washington Wizards. Like I'm just not going to make excuses for that.
0: I will say the DraftKings Sportsbook app would agree that the Suns are better than the Wizards because look at how they had the line tonight. (laughs) The Wizards were favored. No, they They were plus two point five. They were plus two point five. Suns were minus two point five.
1: Oh, that's right. You're right. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah,
0: and you know what? The DraftKings sportsbook app has all the in- analytics and all the insiders and all the. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The and you know what? They got your suckers' money better tonight, better tonight too. The <laughs> in the Wizards, and the Suns are better than the Wizards.
1: Nah, they they got all the yeah. suckers' money in tonight, right? It's they back. they pulled it in by going, "Oh look, the Suns are favored." <laughs> no, the smart it. people bet on the Wizards, <laughs> and bet bet the money line and the and the over on points.
2: So. They did it last night, too, and the, Wiz- <laughs> the Grizzlies were an eight-point favorite, so.
0: That's true. See, at, at least with <sighs> the Grizzlies, it's eight. With well, the Wizards, we're favored by two and a half. Like, come on. Come uh, on. Anyway, shall we uh, name our king of the game to start this, or should we look inside the box and see what's what- in there?
1: Let's look in the box because, uh, you know, let's take a look inside the box so we get an understanding of what the heck happened. So here's what's in the box. The Wizards win 127-102, as we've been talking about. But it comes down to rebounds where uh, the Wizards dominated 46 to 30 points. In the paint, it was 60 to 28 in favor of the Wizards. And the bench points, 48 to 24 in favor of the Wizards. When the Suns are struggling uh, or when the Suns are depleted the way they are, uh, unfortunately you, you can't lose the bench points like that. Uh, and you can't lose the rebounding uh, like that. I mean, you're, you're giving up too much. And Gerald, I think this is where what you're saying comes into play. This is an effort thing, right? Because yeah. you get outworked it, with uh, you know, rebounds being that high, uh, and, and points in the paint being that high, you're giving up too many easy buckets uh, that you're just not going to overcome that on a night like this. I don't care what guys you have out there. If you lose on the boards like this and, and give up that many easy points in the paint, you're just not going to overcome it. I'm impressed that they got it within one there uh, late, late in the third there, because it, looking at this, it shouldn't have even been that close at any point throughout the game.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it was tough because they, once they got it down to one, they just needed to close that quarter strong and they had a lineup that had been working, but, they can only ride that for so long. They had to get guys breathers. Uh, there was that one stretch in the third where I think Chris had uh, scored or assisted on 20 of their 24 points. And it looked like they were going to claw their way back into the game. They were showing a lot of the same fight that they showed against Denver that they showed against Memphis. And then the wizards just kind of sucker punched them with that 10 2 spurt to close the quarter. And they really never recovered after that. Um, so that was kind of disappointing. And that I think, maybe you can chalk some of that up to the second night of a back-to-back because, again, it's hard when you dig yourself a hole and you spend the next two and a half quarters, you know, digging your way out of that hole, and then the team finally responds. Like, it, it's tough to dig yourself out of a hole twice in a game like that. But uh, that just kind of goes back to what we were saying. Like, this is a bad habit that this team has gotten. Um, no matter who's on the floor, which whichever starting five they go with, Like they need to start games better. And it's not even an offensive thing because you're going to miss shots um, when you're tired, when you've got guys that are out, but they need to lock in defensively. They need to find a way to do that. And ever since kind of the last month, it's been this way. It's just felt like they're not on a string. It's felt like there's too many, my bads and too many miscommunications and mishaps. Um, And, you know, when you're doing that against the NBA's 22nd ranked offense without arguably their best player in Bradley Beal, that's not a great sign. Um, So that's going to be the number one thing I'm looking for against the Raptors on Friday, a team that really lacks kind of an offensive creator and initiator um, outside of Pascal Siakam. They need to show like, okay, we're going to start this game off. We have two days of rest. We're going to start this game off with fresh legs and with full throttle defensive intensity like we showed after the rough start in Memphis.
1: Well, okay. Who do you blame though, for these for these slow starts? Uh, that uh, you know the Girthlings want to all of the wanna, above, <laughs> but the <laughs> Girthlings want to r- ride Monty Williams out of town. I mean, uh, at least yeah. a, a lot of them that we saw early on. We've seen similar sentiment on Sun's Twitter. I mean, does that come down to a coach not having his guys prepared? Does it come down to these players not having uh, the mentals to to go out there? Or is it in part because you are starting bench guys and and it's a rhythm thing too, uh, mm-hmm. which is is that part of it? I don't know at this point. Uh, <laughs> Lindsey's probably right. It's some combination of all of it, but you know, I, there, it doesn't seem like there's some easy fix to it.
2: No, and that's like I'm not going to blame losses on Monty at this point, especially when it's just kind of it seems like it's a matter of effort or defensive intensity. You can say that like a coach has lost a locker room hearing the way that these guys speak about money and the way that he talks about them. I don't think that's the case at all. I do think part of it is having these different starting lineups that you're rolling with. Like we didn't really even talk about this in pregame, but they went with the dual big lineup again to start the game that worked great against Memphis. Not so much tonight against the wizards. Um, And that's kind of a hard thing, that chemistry to build on the fly. Um, But yeah, they've got to find some sort of continuity in their rotations here Uh, And just stick with it for a little bit, because it is hard to keep juggling who's playing where and who's playing alongside whom and who's starting, who's coming off the bench. Like, there's just no way to build a foundation like that. Um, So I I think that's part of it, too.
0: I feel like a lot of these guys, um, more so the players that are normally in the starting lineup, are just exhausted. It could be. (laughs) Like, I think mentally and physically, this season has taken a toll on some of these guys and possibly more mentally, but that also bleeds over into physically, just with Chris Paul being out so early, Devin in and out, and just the pressure, obviously, as well, too, on DA shoulders of playing to the contract, Mikel, same kind of situation. Like people expect way more of these guys, and I kind of think that maybe they're just in their heads a little bit about the whole thing. I think they're exhausted, especially a guy like Mikel Bridges. Like, we have Mm -hmm. never seen Mikel show signs of being tired, and it seems like he's showing that quite a bit this season. Like, I saw the other day somebody on Sun's Twitter was like, can somebody just put Mikhail Bridges in a bowl of rice? Yeah. <laughs> like, just unplug, plug back in. Like, what's going on? And I, I genuinely think that's the case. And plus, losing takes a toll on you as well, especially when you're expected to win.
1: Yeah, I think, he, you know, in Mikhail's case, he's probably injured. But what recourse do you have? If it's not that serious, you can't tap out right now for a game off because you don't have enough bodies. So that very well may be, the case with Mikhail, but you know, you're going to, when you're trying to be an Ironman, you're going to hit the wall every once in a while. And if that's the case, he's going to have to fight through it because it doesn't feel like any, uh, any relief is coming on that front anytime soon. But for me, you know, on top of it, this team had a giant hole to start the year at power forward and they have not done anything to fill it. And in fact, lost Cam Johnson, the one piece that actually, was filling that hole and we talk a lot about positionless basketball but look at look at the teams that you know a lot of the teams around the league that you know memphis has has two bigs new orleans has two bigs this team played uh played bigger guys and i know chris stapps isn't your traditional banger but he's a big guy as well and the suns are running Tory Craig out there against them you know, uh Rui hitchamura as well you know is a bigger guy like I think they have a fundamental flaw on the roster that's causing a problem, too, without having an additional power forward. And that's something that needs to be rectified along the way as well.
2: Yeah, and and I think tonight, because I had a lot of people asking, like, why isn't Busy playing more? Like, They need some defense. They need some interior toughness. Um, I, I think it might go back to Monty trying to build some continuity with that starting lineup for the second game in a row. It could be trying to get Jock... Um, more playing time but yeah they could have used a guy like that tonight because you're right like the size factor was a huge disadvantage against this wizard's back line Um, and you could see it on the stat sheet and and the points in the paint and all these other categories like they just struggle with those types of matchups and even starting jock landale didn't fix it like tory craig has done a commendable job as the starting four but when you look at the roster, he's really like the third string four. He's not the guy that you want to be starting for a long stretch of the season at that spot if you want to contend for a title. So as, as well a job as he's done, like he's just undersized. Um, and I, I love his effort on the offensive glass, but there's only so much a guy like that can do in these types of matchups, which is, it's just tough.
0: So you're saying we're blaming James Jones.
2: I'm saying James Jones, we knew coming into this season that going all in for KD and missing on him was going to have negative effects. It was going to have ramifications, and we're seeing them right now. I don't think anyone was counting on this team being as snake bitten by the injury bug as we've seen it, but it's exacerbating a problem that we knew was going to be the case, that this team wasn't as deep as it needed to be, that they weren't able to accomplish much. In free agency outside of the fringe guys, which they all hit on. Um, and it's just kind of tough when you look at who like the sixth, seventh, and eighth highest paid guy on the guys on the roster are really not giving you that much. Uh, Brittany brings up a
1: point and and one I was gonna bring up busy was questionable coming into this game. So there may yes. have been some of that concern as well, not wanting to overtax him uh, and wind up in the place that you've, you've had happen with other guys where they're kind of injured and you overplay them and they become really injured. So you mean like Devin Booker? Uh, maybe, oh, maybe that's one of those guys I'm, I'm hinting at, you know, so, uh, so I, I understand that the, the girthlings also bring up the rumor that James Jones could have had Rui Hachimura for uh, in a, in Crowder deal, and reportedly said, no, I don't want him. Look, say what you will, these are rumors. I don't know what is actually going on in the front office, but uh, you can't sit on your hands and make them numb uh, any longer. Like At at some point, pick up the phone, let's figure out something, uh, and let's get moving on something.
2: Yeah, I, I think the Booker injury adds a ton of urgency to that because without him for a month, this team could be out of the playoff picture by the time he's back so there is a lot of urgency for him to make a move that brings in a legitimate guy who can make a difference, whether that's a starter or off the bench. I don't know. Um, Rui, I will say has not had the greatest season. He had a really great night and I think he probably heard the trade rumors and took that personally. Um, but I think the other part of the rumor was that the Suns countered and asked for Denny of as well, which I'm okay with because I like Denny and he would have been a good piece financially. That would have made sense to make the, the math work a little bit better um but yeah I I don't know I'm, I'm not gonna i am be too upset about Rui going off tonight because no.
1: nor am I I think like you said that's uh I heard the rumors too and I'm right. gonna I'm gonna stick it to somebody and a little bit of pat a stad padding there in the fourth by uh by Rui as well to try to get to that 30 mark so
0: it happens all the time, I feel like, against us. Anytime somebody's name okay. is mentioned in conjunction with the Suns, mm-hmm. they end up like going off against us. I don't know if it's because they're mad that the Suns didn't pull, pull the trigger and make the move happen and they couldn't join the team or if they are just mad that they're in trade talks to begin with and they want to like show their team what they could be missing out on if they did make a move. But it, it seems like, not just with the Suns, that kind of seems like an it's just an NBA sports thing, really. Mm,
2: I, I, think so. Ru, I think Ruiz was like a, I heard the rumors type thing. I think the Kuzma performances have been like an SOS, like, please get me out of Someone here. Someone save me. <laughs> why, Someone why,
0: save me. Why don't we just
1: show that picture right now to really show how much of a, please somebody help me, get me out of here, that... Uh, uh, that Kuz was uh, was looking. He rocked this pregame, and if you look close enough, that's a sun and what looks like sunbursts on the other leg of the gene. He's <laughs> he's basically tapping out Morse code here in pregame outfit. I'm ready for Phoenix, please.
0: Can I just say, like Kyle Kuzma is being extra sassy tonight for someone who's about to become a Phoenix Sun. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. how are you going to talk shit to Monty Williams from from the court? Like, my guy, you're about to be playing for him. Be a little nicer. Because he was
1: saying, saying, get James Jones off his ass and make this happen already. You see what I'm doing out here? Imagine what I could do to other teams for you, Monty. James has got to get this done. And can I put on the tinfoil hat here for you for a second? Sure. They're staying in Washington tonight. Maybe it's so they can fly somebody with them to Toronto.
2: Just Mm -hmm. saying. Just hammer out a deal. Get together.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe what Kuz was trying to do was like, Mani, when I'm on your team, I will be your second voice out there. I will be an <laughs> extension of you. I'll make sure that the communication between me and the guys is high. The communication between me and you also high. Look at what great things can happen when I'm on your team. Maybe that's what he was doing instead.
1: He's like, Monty, let me be that man for you. I can be your number two. I can make book look better. Let's do this together, Monty. I think we just 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 blew this
2: thing wide open.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, we are out of control. Uh, Listen, all I know is that hopefully we turn things around because I am not going to be excited if we are sitting on a couch watching the playoffs without the Phoenix Suns, come late April and beyond, even though the couch is comfortable because we got it at more (laughs) furniture, I'm going to be really, really upset, but should it happen, at least be prepared with a comfortable couch so that you have something, some peace of mind in your soul, right? head on over to morefurniture.com. You can pick up a new couch. You can pick up a new chair. You can pick up a new table, anything you need for your household. More Furniture has you covered. And right now they are offering free white glove delivery with a minimum purchase of $1,999. We got white glove delivery at our office um, when More Furniture hooked us up with all of the things we needed for that space. And it was fantastic chef's kits uh again morefurniture.com check it on out
1: and if you need a drink while you're sitting on that couch and boy howdy don't we all need a drink right now (laughs) our friends at four peaks will take care of you with one of their ice cold beverages i got a selection of them back here in the home studio uh that wow wheat my favorite i love the wow wheat Uh, i enjoy that their new sun's brew in those new uh, throwback cans. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the sexiest beer I've ever seen. I did not know that I could think (laughs) that about a beer. I do now, that can is next level, amazing. And if you wanna partake in it, you can go to their A Street Pub uh, if you're diehard. You get discounts on beer. Just tell them, hey, I'm a diehard. They're going to take care of you. Uh, don't tell them Espo sent you. They'll charge you extra. And then uh, if you if you don't, if you can't make it to the A Street Pub, say you're out uh, in a walk-in closet in somewhere in Mesa, like myself, you can go to your local grocery store and pick up some of the fine products that Four Peaks makes. And if you want to come join us, we're going to be Having an event put on by Four Peaks, January thirteenth. That's a Friday out at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. You can come out there for PHNX's inaugural tea party. No, we're not lifting our dainty fingers and and knocking back some tea. No, we're playing some golf. All right. And if you come out, you can you uh, per person you can spend forty five bucks or one hundred and sixty per foursome. But if you're a diehard, it's thirty six or one hundred and twenty. You're gonna get to use their state of the art. Uh, bays on their driving range they have top golf technology so you can play a course anywhere in the world we're gonna have food drink merch contest prizes and we're gonna be out there doing our pre and post game show uh we have 14 heaters set up for Lindsay so she doesn't freeze her ass off <laughs> let's
0: we go coming up
1: <laughs> that is january 13th uh out at the dobson ranch golf course brought to you by four peaks
0: all right, gentlemen, you ready to name our draft king king of the game?
1: Let's yes, do it. it's Max for
0: choking out that dude on the
1: sideline. Oh. Okay, but low-key,
0: <laughs> maybe it should have been Max because that was, a, that was a wild ride to end this game. I'll say that. It was.
1: That was a it crazy. wasn't him, though. Who was it, Lindsay?
0: It wasn't. It was the one and only DeAndre. And congratulations to DA for being our king of the game. He finished with 31 points on 14 of 22 shooting. DA, D.A. played well tonight. He played well tonight, and um, I know a lot of people in the chat are still wanting him to be a little bit tougher out there. A few people have called him soft, but that coast-to-coast coast hook shot, though.
2: I was dying because he can, he can turn any fucking play into a hook shot somehow. Like He's the only player in the NBA that would go coast-to-coast where that phrase would appear, and it would end in a hook shot from the free throw
1: line. <laughs> Let us be honest. He went coast to about Arizona California border. Like he didn't go to the full coast. He went. Yeah, hey, this is close enough. Hook shot. But everybody's like, oh, he's got to show the handle. He looked pretty good with that coming down the court like that. He didn't look like uh, Bambi after he fell. After Bambi fell on the ice, like which is what I think everybody expects DA to look like when he dribbles the ball. So.
2: I love the confidence. The handle could use some work still because it's still that same half spin move that he's got. But look, I, I, as much as I'm poking fun at that one particular play, he was great tonight. Um, and he played aggressively, you know, like I, at least looking for his shot, looking for his jump shot, calling for the ball in the post. Um, and he's continued to score the ball at a high rate with Devin Booker out. You know, obviously, you look at the rebounds, you would like to see those a little bit higher. You look at the team defense and the points, and the paint and all that. Um, But that doesn't fall just strictly on DA. So I I was happy to see him step up and Mikhail for the first three quarters or so. um, Those are the two guys that I continue to look to with Booker out as like, I want to see more from these two. Um, And DA answered that call definitively tonight uh, on the offensive end for sure. So I, I, you know, there were a lot of things that went wrong in this game. DA wasn't one of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, call BS on me, either of you, if, if you think this is the case, yes. but I felt, like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I expected that. I thought you'd at least let me get sorry, two sorry, words. Sorry, sorry. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but to me, it felt like a lot of cases tonight DA had to go help on the perimeter with somebody mm-hmm. and a shot went up. And it, so he wasn't in position to get the rebound because of help or he was blocking out a guy and nobody else uh, took, it, it took the time to, to get the board. So, I get it. He should have had more rebounds. I mean, just by by the nature of who he is. But I also think you gotta look in totality in the big picture. What was he doing, and why may he have been out of position at times? Uh, and, and I think a, at least a handful of times tonight, that was the case. Mm-hmm. Ha! Ah, nobody called bullshit on me. All right. <laughs> No, right. mean I'll, i I'll
0: give you
2: that one. I, I think other teams have kind of provided the blueprint as far as, like, you want to get DA switched on the perimeter because as good as he is there, if you get a shot up, you're going to have a good chance at an offensive rebound. And as much as the Suns have tried to incorporate offensive rebounding more into their strategy, they still haven't solved what is one of their bigger Achilles heels when it comes to, like, when they're bad on the defensive glass, they're really bad, and they give teams a ton of second chance points. So uh, that is something they've gotten better at this season, but it's still not a strength for them. And it's something they'll have to figure out because Aiton needs more boards. The Suns need to get more stops because they're a very good first shot defensive team. But when you give opponents multiple tries, it can be really demoralizing.
1: You know what could help with that, Gerald? What's that? This isn't an ad read. I'm just going to say a power forward.
2: (laughs) Okay. Some OGs. I thought like like, (laughs) OGs.
0: Like, what's, wait, what's coming next? <laughs> um, at halftime, obviously, like you said, for three quarters, at least for both of them, Mikkel did kind of fall off a little bit there at the end. But at halftime, I saw someone on Sun's Twitter say, Mikkel and DA are both playing really well in this game. Can we please not fight about those two tonight? <laughs> and the answer we... was a resounding no. We never No, did. we always have to fight about those two, no matter what.
1: Damn DeAndre Ayton scoring thirty-one points and grabbing seven rebounds on efficient shooting. What an asshole! How dare
0: he? How dare he? Uh, yeah. Wow. So once again, congratulations DeAndre Ayton for being the DraftKings King of the Game. If you guys have not downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, we highly recommend. Uh, just so everyone knows, I did hit on my bet today. I took the under. Did you, as well?
1: I picked. The money line for the Wizards. Right. And I said over 220 uh, for the points. I won. And it was a big uh, plus money. It was a plus 400, I think.
0: Nice.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Look at
0: us. We're just crushing it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you guys want to get in on the action and win some money, make sure you download that app. But make sure you're using the promo code PHNX when you sign up. Because when you use that promo code, after you place a $5 Pre-game money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, and they do. You're going to get $150 in free bets. Once again, that is code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh,
1: (sighs) Amelia says, hi, guys, in the chat with a crying emoji. I blame you. You asked for a win for your birthday yesterday. You got it, and then we got the loss against the lowly Wizards. So... That's on you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Happy belated birthday, man.
0: (laughs) So, okay. We haven't talked about Devin Booker on a post-game show yet. Obviously, we got the news today. We talked about it on the pre-game show, but I think it deserves a little bit of space here on the post-game show as well. Unfortunately, y'all, we got bad news. We knew that Devin was sent home to Phoenix for further evaluation on that groin strain. And today we got news from the Suns that he will be reevaluated in four weeks, which means we're not going to see Devin Booker for a hot minute out there on the court. Espo, you tweeted this out earlier from our PHNX underscore Suns account on Twitter, asking fans one out of 10 how concerned they were. So I'll ask you guys that exact same question. How concerned are you now about this?
1: Well, cue the Sarah McLachlan for uh, Booker's groin and hamstring because I will remember you. Uh, i just kidding. (laughs) By the way, Amelia giving me the 11 in the chat. Uh, (laughs) Good one, Amelia. Uh, Look, I I vacillate between my numbers here, but it's got to be an eight. I mean, without Devin Booker, there's no consistency here to to any level that can help you win on a regular basis with Booker. You were able to, to sustain, at least being in the mix in the West without him for four to six weeks. I mean, that's, that's a scary proposition. And you're going to have to have guys that uh, wouldn't typically step up for you. Fill, fill the rules. Last night, it was Dorian Washington jr. Uh, on Tuesday night, uh, tonight you didn't get that, uh, you know, and you didn't have those additional guys outside of DA, uh, and, and the, the, you know, the three main starters, uh, give you much of anything. And, and that's just going to be the reality without book. They need to find scoring. And, uh, we said in pregame, but I think you just have to hope you can tread water, be around 500 in the games, that he misses, keep yourself within striking distance. And then when you come back healthy, kick it into high gear.
2: Yeah, this is tough. I'm I'm probably at an eight as well. I I don't I think it would be at a seven for me if like we knew that Cam Johnson was coming back soon, or if there weren't all these other guys that were also on the injury report. It just kind of compounds the issue because when your star goes down, you have to rely on depth and continuity. And they have none of that because they have like four other guys out. Um I do think this is the type of move that could pressure the front office into making a bigger swing type of trade. And I know that's what a lot of people have wanted to see. Um, But there is a lot more risk in that type of thing. So it, it might not just be a Jay Crowder trade that we see coming up because it does feel like the window is starting to close. It's felt like that all season long and with book out for a month, like, I don't know if this team can go 500 like that's, that seems it feels like a tall task right now Um, because he was carrying a lot of the load for this team. Even when he was healthy, we, we saw 50 point performances left and right. We saw 40 point performances and that's what the sun's needed from him. So I am pretty worried about this team. I am worried about the possibility of us even seeing the same young core four together at the same time next year. Like it, it's, it's not great right now it's not great Bob.
1: <laughs> yeah well and look i don't want to i don't want to act like chicken little and and mm-hmm. or, and say the sky's falling but i also don't want to be pollyannic and, and blow smoke up up you and say hey look once this team comes back healthy everything's going to be fine mm-hmm. I, I don't know at this point but what i'm concerned most about is the long-term when it comes to hamstring and groin injuries, because now we've seen, I believe this is four in two years with Booker that has caused him to miss some, uh, some significant time. And I've said it on this show before. It makes me think back to the the nineties, the early mid nineties where KJ started having those hamstring and groin injuries and that it slowed his game and changed his game offensively. And they need to get to, uh, to the root of what's going on, and and not put him in a position to wind up uh, re-injuring these things, whether it's uh, allowing him to come back uh, early because he's pushing for it, or or what. But uh, but man, I I just want him healthy for the long term. Uh, if if this winds up becoming kind of a, an in-between season, uh, but you can keep him healthy, it's well worth it because I want to see Devin Booker play. Uh, play top-level basketball for for 8, 10 years to come uh, and not have to worry about these kind of injuries.
0: That's a fantastic point, Espo. And Kyle B. in the chat also brought it up, said that they're more concerned about the long-term when it comes to Devin because those two things are connected and that he's concerned that he'll start developing more issues later on if we don't get to the root cause of this problem. And I think that's the thing that is the most concerning because – I mean, we had Aussie Suns fan pod ask, can the Suns go 500 without book over the next 14 or so games that he'll likely miss? And the question is, I mean, the answer is yes, they can, but will they? (laughs) I don't think so. I think they they could if they were playing at the top of the top of their game for all of those games, but I don't think that they will. But if, I will be so disappointed if this becomes, and it already has been, right? We've seen many, many seasons in a row now where we've lost Devin to an injury like this for a little bit of time, like a pretty decent stretch of games. I will be very disappointed if it starts to get worse and worse and it goes from two weeks to four weeks to six weeks to eight weeks every season moving forward because the injury gets worse and worse. Or we lose him for a whole bunch of time because he has to have some sort of a surgery. like. I just want to figure out what's going on. I also found it really interesting that the Suns actually put out a statement about Devin because we sat there for how long with Chris Paul being told, Oh, it's no big deal to, we're not telling you everything to, it's a big deal to, it's not a big deal again. Why the sudden like transparency with book here?
1: Well, because I think they just didn't want to have to have the questions like they did with cp3 and when you say hey re it in four weeks it's hey nobody don't ask the question we put out what to expect and if he comes back sooner than that and there's some magical recovery great but right now it's four weeks don't ask me again i think that's all it was was i uh, will give you as little information as possible but put a time frame on it so you don't bug us about it
2: Yeah, I I think with Chris Paul, there's the way that Chris Paul talks about injuries, the way that he's kind of a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say sensitive, but like guarded as far as what he divulges to everybody else about how his body's doing. He he wants to maintain that competitive advantage. Um, And I also just think like the Suns weren't really sure the extent of the injury that they were dealing with until a little more time developed. I think in this case, like, Monty was getting sick of answering questions about Chris Paul every day. Um, and since they knew Book would be out for a while, they're just, okay, we're not going to do this to you. We're not going to make you have to answer questions about this. Just be upfront, get it out of the way, and let the team kind of face it, confront it, and start to move past it. Um, I will say as much, like, the hamstring thing with Book concerns me. Um, the groin now—it's a concern because he re-aggravated it because he tried to come back too soon, and that's always a risk with this dude. Is like he always tries to play through things that maybe, as he gets older and more experienced in the league, he'll learn to okay, I should just take this night off. But you know, you look at his games played—sixty-eight last year, sixty-seven the year before, seventy. Um, like he's been around for the majority of the season. He's not the pinnacle of health. But I, I'm I struggle with saying that I'm too concerned about it right now for a guy who's still 26. Um, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I'm right in that, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, the I groin know. It the makes ha- me nervous. Ham- well, and the groin, the hamstring, all that is kind of inter interconnected in that in that lower body, and it can lead to other things a- as well. So. Look, just take the time, get it right, get get healthy, and if it takes six weeks, it takes six weeks. Because uh, if he's not uh, healthy when it comes to the playoffs, it's not going to matter. Right. I mean, I don't care if you're if you're the tenth seed or you're the second seed. Come playoff time, if Devin Booker's still nagged by a hamstring or a groin, you're not gonna you're not going anywhere, anyway. So.
0: I'm mostly just upset that they even let him try to go on Christmas Day. Like, I know it's a big deal, and guys want to play on Christmas Day because it's a huge stage. All the eyeballs are on you. Book lost his Christmas Day, his first Christmas Day game last season. He wanted to try and get a W this year, but I'm mostly mad that they even let him play. Because, like, the thing is, is Monty always says this, especially about Book and Mikkel. He always says, yeah, I know I know their minutes are high, but I trust that they'll tell me when they've had too much. <sighs> B.S. Monty! They're liars. Stop <laughs> believing them.
1: He's a, player's,
0: he's a player's coach. That's huh. what these guys do. I know. Romani well, money needs to be like, nah, you good. You just, you just sit this one out.
2: I think he gets too wrapped up in the competition sometimes. And doesn't the minutes thing gets put on the back burner. Cause he's admitted a couple of times, like, yeah, I played him too much or yeah, I, I got lost in how the game was going. Um, someone needs to be kind of the adult in the room and I'm not trying to like throw the training staff or anybody under the bus for book getting hurt. Um, because I do think they would do their best to make sure that he is not putting himself in harm's way. Uh, but you know, if you're a player you're that wants to play on Christmas day, you're probably going to minimize your pain a little bit, or you're probably going to say what you think needs to be said to get on the court. Um, and that's where I think book needs to kind of save himself from himself. Uh, again, we don't know where he re aggravated it or what play it was or how bad the groin soreness was in the first place that led to this groin strain. So it's hard to say with any definitive take here, but yeah, it, it's one of those things where book just like come back when you're fully ready. Guy. Like,
1: <laughs> but by the way, Kyle B in the chat must be a personal trainer. He says booker, most likely, uh, most likely has some hyper hyper uh two hypo, uh, little uh, low back curves, some pelvic instability, tilt or rotation going on, and his muscles are overcompensating for it. I worked in personal training certification for five years, and that is a man who has read uh, some personal training uh, and corrective exercise stuff there because those are all terms that go along with it, and uh, and and all and some of that is actually. Uh, is actually probably correct when it comes to Devin
2: Booker as well.
0: Guys, we have a bet being made in the chat right now. What's that? This is fun. Matt and James are having they're they're putting a a wager on the line about whether Da will oh. or will not be on this team uh, after that January fifteenth start. <laughs> if I'm if I'm up to date on the chat and the things that are going on, I guess they're making a little friendly wager of a hundred dollars. Uh, so we'll see how this kind of plays out. This is James is going
1: to win himself a hundred bucks because the odds, the odds are in his favor since DA controls where he'd go in any move with the, with being able to prove any deal between, uh, trade deadline and and until the summer. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, probably a smart bet.
0: I like how the two of these handled it in the chat. The two of these guys, because we've seen some lately when, when games are rough, we get a little bit spicy with one another. I yelled bit. at Espo earlier today. We, I understand. <laughs> you did? I get it. I don't it. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of just fighting with each other, just, just put a little friendly wager on the line. Just just make some little side bets and become even better friends. That's That's how you keep the friendship alive. You'll make it a bet instead of just arguing back and forth until you're all tired.
1: I don't know, when you take somebody's money, does that keep the friendship alive or does it strain things a bit? Yeah, because um, because
0: then it's a mutual agreement. It is a agreed upon wager. I feel like then then you can't be mad about it one way or the other because you agreed to the wager
2: i think Lindsay's just trying to lay the groundwork for if you really want to be my friend give me money
0: <laughs> well, she's, oh, Gerald, she's
2: told us, us that before so that's not new well
0: listen neither one of you have done it and i'm still your friend so apparently i'm bluffing when the camera's
1: on yeah. <laughs> by the way matt saying oh, wait a second oh. i have not agreed on a hundred dollars you okay. just did we made it official on the show and anything we say on air is binding now legally that's Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: the lawyer's not in the chat today but he'll be in the chat tomorrow so you got to keep an eye out for it i'm just kidding regardless if it's a hundred dollars or not i still like a friendly little wager um right there going on so we had a question in the chat too from midge they said what happened with the fan being escorted out does anyone know wow.
1: i actually our friend Dwayne rankin i mm-hmm. uh, had an update on that he said quote monty williams said two fans were out of control as far as the disrespect said nba needs to do something so players and coaches can feel more protected so apparently the uh the choke by max was well warranted uh with what these guys were saying what i found interesting was they took the two guys out different ways Mm -hmm. in the arena too so apparently they were so toxic together that they had to split them up just to make sure it wasn't uh even worse on the
2: way out. So that one guy that the police was escorting up the stairs that they kept showing looked hammered. So I can't imagine what he was saying to get max to react that way. And this is something the sons have dealt with before during that Pelican series, Chris Paul, the incident with his family. Like this is something we've seen sporadically over the last few years, but it feels like it's been happening more and more. Um, And it's unfortunate because people get onto court side and they think they can just say whatever the hell they want because they paid a lot of money. And people forget that these are human beings with families um, that are people deserving of our respect, not just because of what they can do on the basketball court that should be marvelous to us to watch, but because they're human beings who deserve respect. So I I hope that the league punishes those fans for whatever that they said and punishes them accordingly based on what they said.
1: Look, the the league needs needs to remove those seats that are basically part of the bench. I'm sorry. You're asking for trouble when you put fans that close to the coaches and the players. Uh, It's just, it's, it's uncalled for having sat courtside for a long time. I, you know, I've, when I was with the team, you would hear these things that were being said uh, uh, to to opponents that were sitting closer, even sometimes when things were bad to, to the Suns themselves at their home arena, like, Give them at least a buffer. You're giving them no space there. These guys were basically next to Monty all night. No wonder Max had to go over there to protect his own people.
0: Yeah. And this, the worst part about all of this is that it's going to ruin it for everybody. There's going to be no more courtside seats at some point in time. If fans can't get their shit together, like Joel said, they need to put a barricade similar to hockey that would ruin the excitement and the proximity that we have to NBA players, which in my opinion makes this sport as fun as it is. Like there's a reason why NBA players are, in my opinion, again, more of the well-known athletes off the court than almost any other sport because the proximity that fans have to them compared to other, other sports. And if you put up a barricade, like you do with hockey, it kind of kills that whole vibe, the whole energy, but like, don't ruin it for everyone else and espo i think you're absolutely right the seats that are directly next to the bench where you could literally be touching knees with a player completely terrible they need yeah. to be they need to be removed like you guys will be fine you lose a couple thousand dollars a year you'll recover i promise
1: and it, maybe the hockey barricade is needed if you watch the uh, the pistons game tonight oh, wow. i mean i, I mean they're they're punching guys in the back of the head uh what was it pistons yeah. and uh and magic, magic. tonight uh, uh F- F- franz wagner got uh, got literally punched in the back of the head uh by by a pistons player so uh so maybe they need the buffers it? for everybody's safety
2: <laughs> yeah i was killing hayes
0: yeah that yes, was right. that was rough that whole situation from start to finish was just tis tis y'all be better than that <laughs> better than that. That's all I'm going to say about that one. I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole, but that was out of control. Um, Anyway, we have a couple more things to talk about tonight before we say goodbye. But first, let me tell you guys about Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is the place to go if you are craving a delightful Mexican food. They've got bowls, they've got tacos, they've got burritos, they've got nachos, they've got salads, and the list goes on and on. In addition to the food, they also have a full bar. So we're talking Custom cocktails, beers. Oh, did I mention piping hot queso? Like, oh, you didn't, but now you did. Illegal Pete's is where it's at, you guys. So if you're like me and this week is kind of one of those weird weeks where you're like, I'm kind of like being an adult, but also not. I'm just going to eat out instead of cooking food at home. Let me recommend Illegal Pete's for your lunch tomorrow. And we're super excited to welcome them to the BHNX family. You can check out their location off of Mill in Tempe. And right now, when you purchase $100 in gift cards, they'll throw you a $25 gift card on the house. Plus, be on the lookout for some informal happy hours with our PHNX Sun Devils crew. And those are going to be a lot of fun. Those boys, they know how to eat. They know how to drink. They know how to have a good time. So keep an eye out for those.
1: Yeah, and you know how you can have a good time as well, Lindsay? You got a guess?
0: Yeah, because you could do this one at home from the comfort of your More Furniture couch get your
1: heads out of the gutter it's underdog fantasy what you can do uh, from the comfort of your home, home on the more furniture it's simple it's easy all you got to do is download that underdog fantasy app you can play daily fantasy which is so much better than season long because if you screw up a draft you only have to live with it for 24 hours not an entire three months or four months of a season which is a win when you suck at drafting like me Uh, and then you can take your friend's money constantly. And Lindsay said, uh, the, the good way to have a good relationship with your friends is to take their money. So do it on, on the underdog fantasy app and pick them is always fun there too. You pick higher or lower on a stat total for a player. And then if you put five of them together, you can get 20 times your money. If you win, it's just that easy. Use the promo code. PHNX, when you sign up for the Underdog Fantasy app by downloading the app or getting it at UnderdogFantasy.com. When you enter or when you deposit $100, they're going to match it at $100 for your first deposit. So do that now. Don't forget the code PHNX.
0: And you can take all of the money that you are going to win over at the Underdog Fantasy app and get yourself some tickets to a sporting event or a concert on the GameTime app, because the GameTime app is where you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. This is a fantastic place, whether you're a procrastinator or you're spontaneous, to get tickets to games and concerts. I know the Suns are on the road, but the best thing about the GameTime app is it's not specific to Arizona. So if you are a listener who happens to live in a city that the Suns are going to be stopping by in the near future, check out the game time app. Maybe you can pick up some tickets for some pretty affordable prices. Or if you want to grab some here in Phoenix, just wait a little bit closer until the Suns are back in town uh, that Friday, the first Friday of January, I think it's the 6th, um, and see what good deals you can find over there. Again, you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. And this is the big key here, you guys. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the Game Time link in the description of this show. It's on YouTube. It's on the podcast platforms. Anywhere that you listen to the show, you can find that link in the description. So check it out. Okay, so the last thing I have tonight is that over in Washington, it was apparently Marvel night in the Mm -hmm. arena. We Mm -hmm. got that insight from Psycho Blue, who was out at the game uh, tonight in Washington. And, you know, this just made me think like, you guys love Marvel. I tolerate Marvel. Um, <laughs> I spoke out um. the idea of doing like a starting five Marvel. So I wanted to oblige so you guys can start because of mine's going to be chaotic.
1: I so thought you were taking credit for this idea the way that started. <laughs> and Gerald like, and I were about to have a like, conniption
2: mm, fit. I don't know. Who's I, I
1: don't believe that it's true.
2: Uh, no. I was thinking about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I had to think about whether or not I was going to be like, yeah, I'll buy in or just completely poo poo on the idea. But I love that you guys love Marvel. So let's do this.
1: Yeah. So they, uh, apparently they did this in Arena the marvel starting five but they got it wrong in washington okay. for me i'm going with wong as my point guard uh you know from doctor strange the dude knows how to protect things and he's going to protect the basketball for you distribute it uh he is everything you want shooting guard is captain marvel she's got all the power you could need she can uh, hit from long distance she can fly so she's going to be able to dunk Uh, I'm going with Groot at small forward. He's basically KD in build. Uh, He he has less of a vocabulary, but I think he could do a lot of what KD does on the court. Drax is my power forward. You're not going to rough that guy up. He's going to get you every rebound and every bucket under the boards. Now at center, I think most people are going to try to sell you on the Hulk at one of these bigger positions, but Kingpin is actually taller than the Hulk and solid. I'm going to go with Kingpin as my center.
2: Okay. That's interesting. I, uh, I, I, I went a little bit different way at, at my point guard spot. I'm going with Quicksilver because he is the fastest person in the Marvel universe. As far as I am aware, he's going to run circles around your point guard Wong. I love Wong, but he's just going to run all over him. Um, my shooting guard is also going to be Captain Marvel. I did not realize <laughs> that you had already picked Captain Marvel. Um, I was between her or Scarlet Witch because they can both mess some shit up. Uh, but I went with Captain Marvel because she can fly. And then I've got Black Panther at small forward. That dude can jump over all kinds of stuff. And he's he's just he's just too cool. Like, we can't not have Black Panther out there in this game. Um, then I've got the Hulk at power forward because, I mean, I love Drax. He's hilarious. But, like, the Hulk is going to beat Drax any day of the week. The in
1: Hulk's fouling out in three minutes.
2: I mean, maybe... But he's gonna get he's gonna take out your starting power forward, so it might be worth it.
0: He's gonna, uh, and he's gonna uh, run with three. With him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna win two zero because he's gonna dunk it and that's gonna be the end of the game. Uh, and then my center is Mr. Fantastic. Lots of wingspan with that guy. He's gonna swat a lot of shots. He's like Rudy Gobert, but less annoying. So uh, I'm gonna take Mr. Fantastic <laughs> yeah. there. I blame my
1: scouting department. Mr. Fantastic should have made my roster.
2: I'm not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> okay. So I clearly don't know Marvel characters um, that well. So what I did was at halftime, I googled Marvel characters, and there was a very very long list in alphabetical order. It was like 76 pages, you guys, and there were like 13 characters on each page. Mm-hmm. So I only made it through B, um, <laughs> but I picked I picked these six people. I know you can't see this really well, but you if you don't know six? who these people are.
2: How are you going to pick six for a starting five?
0: (laughs) Because because I'm also giving you my sixth man, okay? okay. Lindsay doesn't play by the
2: rules. That's
0: how. But, like, if you don't know who these characters are, I am telling you you should just Google them just to see them because I picked based on vibes off of what they look like. But there's a Black Jack O'Hare. Super dope. He's on my team for sure. Mm. Abyss is like an alien with like six eyeballs and sharp teeth. Definitely on my team. Blind Al It's like an old grandma you picked, a red. You,
2: you picked an old blind woman to be so, honest. No, but look at her. By.
0: She looks so dope. So definitely. Um, Achibi, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, Bless but he you. looks cool AF. <laughs> <laughs> Anesthesia, love her. And then Agatha Harkness. She's like an old spicy lady. I like her, too. I feel like she would, like, shank you in the side. Um, I mean,
2: I know two of those characters, and I'm a pretty big Marvel fan. Like, it, that's rough.
0: Isn't that but the Agatha really cool.
1: from WandaVision?
2: Yeah, Catherine Hahn's character. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes, Maybe. Yeah. But I like these but, characters. These These kind of characters, see, like, they put these in the movie – I might watch Marvel movies. These characters look dope as hell.
2: You literally just picked A through B. <laughs> like, you could do,
1: you know. I'm See, just Lynn
0: saying. Lindsay just goes,
1: alphabetical order, let me pick six. I'm like looking up what are the heights of these people so I can actually get myself some big men and make this work. By the way, if you picked Loki on your team, get the hell out of here yeah. with that.
2: You you are Lindsay is closer to forming the Golden Girls than she is a <laughs> <five>. <laughs> yes.
1: Lindsay obviously is borrowing James Jones's uh, a scouting department for drafting. Uh, like th- th- we're not going to look at any of this. We're just going to pick the first five names we see.
0: Wait, hold on. Connor said Lindsay taking for Professor X is Professor X Marvel. Yeah. Okay, well then I would definitely pick him for sure. Well, if I'm course. being she honest for that I know,
1: like,
0: <laughs> if I'm being honest and playing this game by people that most people know, Professor X would definitely be on the team. Thanos, a hundred percent would be on my team. Are you kidding me? Like that's that's like <laughs> not taking the number one overall pick, number one in the draft. Do you like, remember that's a huge that- miss?
2: Do you remember that time we tried to do a Marvel draft of superheroes and she's told she was all villains?
0: Yeah, why didn't we let not her in villains? In? They <laughs> were heroes they're we always right.
1: We should have just surprised her and not not letting her in on this. You know, <laughs> let the nerds sure. have their fun.
0: You probably uh, listen, I let you guys go first, okay? That's fair.
1: This was originally gonna be Gerald's top five wizards, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, non basketball <laughs> wizards. Uh, so, so we saved you a little something.
0: Uh, all i'm saying is if we put this on twitter and we put up the actual pictures of the character mine would win hands down because they I look cool as you know what
2: i don't think that would go the way you think
0: it would. i don't know i don't know gerald <laughs> <laughs> we like, shall i'm
2: also disappointed none of us <laughs> chose nightcrawler that was a pretty that would have been a solid pick i think
1: You know, I thought about picking uh, Iron Man Hulkbuster Mm -hmm. as my power forward Mm -hmm. because then it would counteract any Hulk, but I thought it was unfair because that's just a lot of body armor. It's not an actual superpower.
2: That is true.
0: Okay. To be fair, I did ask you guys, the first person that I sent a picture of him was like, who is this? Was the villain in Hulk. And that villain was dope. Like he looked cool.
2: Abomination. Oh, Abomination. Yeah. Yeah angrier darker green hulk
0: (laughs) yeah why wouldn't you want him on your team because all you're gonna get is technicals
1: like i'm sitting here like actually thinking basketball like hulk's getting a hulk or abomination are getting thrown out really quick in a game
0: well somebody's got to give you some energy i mean monty got a tech tonight we're not yelling about him getting tech so why are we yelling about my make-believe team here
1: that's because he gets one tech in 40 years. Like, that seems like the rate Monty gets him. These guys would be getting them left and right.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, But shout out to Monty for getting a tech tonight. That was – the minute I saw that, I re- – immediately in our group chat, I was like, wow. Okay, Monty. <laughs> wow. All right,
1: gentlemen. My, my wife asks, "Who's your Marvel coach?" It's Colston, right? He actually brought the Avengers together by uh, by his own death. So uh, I think you got to give him the nod. People will say uh, Nick Fury, but I really think that he's just a player's coach that's going to get walked uh, all over in the end. I think Colston's the guy that brings you together, wins you a championship.
2: Oh, I don't know. I'd probably go Captain America. I, I want a motivational coach. I think Captain America. Who split his team during Civil War because That's of his fair.
1: stances? You can't have that in your locker room, Gerald.
2: That's a fair point. Fair I point. We'll have to think
0: about it. Feel like the raccoon? Did you know? What I'm about? <laughs> no, no, but hear me out. Hear me out. He he goes balls to the wall when it's necessary, right? Mm-hmm. He's also chaotic enough to try things that probably wouldn't work on paper, but might actually work in real life. And mm. even though those two things could be a negative, I also think he's got a good heart. Like he's, he's down, he cares.
1: He's chucking chairs on the court. He's losing like, his I, mind. I feel
0: like that'd be a good coach. That's a coach <laughs> you'd run through a wall for.
2: Yeah. Or he'd throw a grenade on the court and just end the game real quick. But Well,
0: the referees would stay in line. That's for sure. It's
2: true. I think Kyle had the right idea in the chat. He said, Professor X just because he can read the opponent's minds and draw up plays. He'd probably be pretty good at that. I think
0: that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Okay. Any final thoughts, you two?
2: <laughs> There's
1: another one on Friday. Hopefully somebody gets healthy.
2: Yeah. we well, They need somebody back by Friday's game. God.
0: Fingers crossed. All right. Well, thank you guys for all tuning in. We appreciate you as always. Espo's going to have a really fun interview, interview for you guys tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. Two interviews for you guys 200. tomorrow. Look Sam at us going put in all the work.
1: Sam Quinn from CBS, Keith Smith talking about the cap future for the Suns. Uh, it's going to be, I don't know that it'll be uplifting, but it'll be interesting.
0: Well, we are all very excited to hear those. So, like I said, keep an eye out for that. Until we see you next time, you can follow me on Twitter at LindseySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
1: Amelia, 11 right back to you.
0: Ahoy, hoy.